Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. The Late Lunch with Blackstone Motors, Jota, Dundalk, and Cavan. Order your new 221 Renault today from our extensive Renault range. Guaranteed delivery and low-rate AP or finance. Visit blackstonemotors.ie. You're very welcome to a brand new week of Late Lunch on LMFM Radio. Now, I don't have to remind you, it's such a busy time of the year in toy shops as people go in with their children and select toys they'd love to receive from Santa on Christmas morning. And one of the oldest independent toy shops in Ireland is based right here in the northeast. It's Duffy's Toy World in Dunlear. And there's news from Duffy's. And to tell us more, he's on the line, the man himself that makes dreams come true. Tony Duffy, good afternoon. Good afternoon, Jay. How are you, my friend? I am really good, but I have to ask you this question because all your fans and followers want to know. Tony, you've decided not to open on Sundays. It's only taken you 55 years, Tony. Why now? <laughs> don't be saying say my age there, Jerry. <laughs> People think I'm a young fella. <laughs> What's the story? Well, the story has just got to do with uh, with uh, Brexit last year. Not Brexit, I mean um, with COVID last year. When we when we opened up afterwards, I, I was after enjoying so many days of, of being free from from working on Sundays and things like that. So it, it emanated from that. And I haven't worked on a Sunday since. And coming into Christmas, I usually I would be open the seven days a week. But this year I decided, God, living... Uh, living um, Sorry, life is for living, not for walking your butt off every Sunday and things like that. I enjoy I enjoy being out with my grandchildren and being with them. I haven't had the opportunity when I had my own children because I thought it was important to keep them supplied with everything. But now I, I just enjoy Sundays. I look forward to it. And I think everybody should look that it's a family or you know, family is family orientated that I wanted to portray for people that I. I like people to enjoy their families, you know, because so, just go up, go up so fast these days. You don't get time to do it. So, Tony, you've <laughs> taken this decision. You've took this decision a little while ago. I'm curious because you know Sunday would, I'd say, at this time of the year, especially be a really busy day for you. How have your customers reacted to this? You've given them plenty of notice that you're not open at that. Any disappointed punters? Well, Jerry, we're having spears our best ever year at this time. We really are. We have a new website out, and we're getting orders in. We're getting plenty of orders in on Sundays and Mondays that we were closed, and every other day of the week. And we're we're just so busy that my mm. staff and myself just need a day out completely away from the business. 
and I'm thinking of my staff and I'm thinking of it, uh, that as well. I'm also thinking of the, of the situation in COVID that uh, if we, uh, this shop here has a lot, an awful lot of people, which would normally be the case, and we wouldn't be able to cope with the COVID situation because yeah. I don't think COVID has gone away. Hmm. And we just need to control it as, as best as possible. So we'll make a contribution from that point of view that, that uh, we're not trading on Sundays. Just give people a bit of time out and that sort of thing, you know. Well, look, that's, that's you, yeah, you well deserve it. As I said, 55 years and you're not getting any yeah, well, younger I reckon, at this age. I reckon, actually, you keep saying about my age. For God's <laughs> sake, man. <laughs> No, but you see, I want to say, never mind the numbers on the clock or the birth cert or anything. You are the youngest man at heart that I've ever met. Oh, yeah. Right. Okay. Well, yeah, hopefully now we're going to have a a program on RT between now and Christmas, uh, showing the shop to its better better way of doing it. And I just love toys, Jerry. I love love selling toys. I love children. The the thing I have microphones around the shop here, and the thing I love to hear... It's when children come in and they see the shop and say, well, that's my day made. Mm. Just for them to say that, that they're, they're coming in to enjoy a place that's different. It's not all full of everything. It's all, all, all my toys are bought with, uh, with, with uh, real, real um, in mind of, of imagination, creation and development for the children. So let them build up the their um, experience on, on doing things for themselves, not pressing buttons. I don't like mm. pressing buttons. There's not an electronics yeah. toy in this man's shop. I know it well. There's not a battery required or anything like that. It is all to do with creativity and uh, prompting the senses and imagination. Yeah. Yeah. Just one thing, Tony, I wanted to ask you in a series note when I have you with me. You know, with Brexit and COVID and the supply lines, has it affected you at all from the toy perspective? Okay, well, we were, we discussed this earlier, in the, uh, and uh, no, it hasn't, Jerry. The one the one thing that uh, has affected us in the sense is we bought for the usual sales for Christmas. But as I said to you earlier in the conversation, our business has increased so much, we are getting it hard to get product now because we hadn't prepared for it because mm-hmm. of the increase in sales. Now, we are getting stuff from Europe and things like that. No problem about getting those in. We're getting the difficulty to get past wages with all our duties and cars charges and uh, customs claims and things. And Brexit uh, is uh, an impossible to get to get over because there, uh, the there's so much um, there's so much problems trying to get product in from the UK. I can get stuff from Germany in six to eight days. It takes mm-hmm. me up to four weeks to get stuff out of the UK, and that's yeah. this goes on to to my customers. Hmm. You know, but uh, we've been we've been selling more in, uh, in Europe, which is uh, a great supply line. We don't go out for the ferries. That's why I was able to say earlier of the season, yeah, we're fine, and we are yeah. fine. That's really good yeah. to hear. And as regards the shop, you mentioned yet Sunday you could be just inundated with people. You're managing the COVID situation with numbers and the shop in and out fine as well. We people are, are respectful yeah. of that. We are. We're very respectful of, of our customers when they come into us. And we, as long as they're wearing masks, we're quite happy to serve them. Um, and my my staff are the same. My staff are the same. We just want to have people happy and everything like that. You know, there's no point. In, I just uh, just love to have to have people in uh, to see the place, but I don't want too many people. That's why we don't do it on Sunday anymore because mm. trying to squeeze a whole day is trading into four hours. Yeah. 
Yeah, um, the, 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 the range you have too, Tony, in the shop is, is outstanding. This year, 2021, are people going for the old reliables? What's, what's the most popular thing that people migrate to in your shop? Now, you have loads of popular stuff, but if you were to pick out one or two that above all else, what are they? Okay, the best-selling line that we have is Grimm's. It's Grimm's Rainbow. I don't know if you know what it is, but it's the most popular line that we have. We'll sell it in excess of 500 of those this year. The wobble boards will be the next one. Uh, I don't know if you know what wobble boards are. <laughs> is this um, the thing you stand up on, like the the, yeah, the Saturn? Yeah. Yes. No, no. Will I tell you the reason I know about this is that our Louise, our Louise, who you love and know well, yes, uh, yes, was telling you. me last week on the show that one year she wrote to Santa and he didn't bring a wobble board to her. It oh never arrived. God. She got something else, and she still hasn't got a wobble board all these years you have later. Have a wobble board. Oh, we have to. We have to sort that yeah, out. We'll have to make it, sure don't we? Get board. Oh, for sure. We're going to do that, Tony. Listen, don't trust, this, don't push it that much. Just, these are not just for children. <laughs> we sell toys. We sell toys for adults and children. Right. It's not fair that children should have the, uh, the, should have the uh, say on, on what toys to get. Adults should be allowed, even fathers. Yes. Should be allowed for, to select what they want to play with. So listen, no, you mentioned only that you, we might be different age, but we're still only children. Absolutely, and you must always be a child at heart. Okay, so the wobble board, the Grimms, anything else come to mind quickly? That's big. Oh God, um, oh, the usual thing we would have, we would sell it off would be agricultural based uh, toys. Yeah. So we sell an awful lot of those sort of things, and we do a lot of uh, different things too from a, a different point of view. Just. Putting, putting, you're putting me to my collar here to try to decide which ones are the best. I know. Any, I know, any, but you Any of the uh, educational uh, sort of things yes. that we are, are doing very well with. These are the sensory boards and sensitive sensor, sensor toys uh, from a sensory way of, of dealing with things because we, we sell them both for adults and for children as well. Yeah. They're all educational and jigsaws. We can't keep, keep enough jigsaws in the place. They're very therapeutic. <laughs> Ah, the jigsaw is the most it's popular and enduring year in year, and you have such another, a selection. Another thing of that's very popular again is would be the uh, would be the ring boards. Simple ring boards. Mm. You don't have to spend a lot of money on toys, Jerry. Yeah, you have to buy the right tie, and the most expensive tie that you can buy for any child is something they don't play with. You're wasting your money completely. Completely. Well said. Well said. That is the truest thing you ever you know, said. I'm anyway, not going to sell people with a big, a big price point on yeah. any toy. Yeah, I just want them to get them the right size so the children can enjoy. Mum and dad can enjoy it if they're, if they're of the right size and, thing, uh, and mentality, and they can enjoy it just the same as well. It's a long term play. We sell long term play toys. We don't sell fads, slap bang wallet throw it in the bin jobs. None of that. Listen, stick to your guns. Yes, yes, absolutely. And well, you might say it because you are renowned for it. Anyway, I'm going to leave it there today. Young Tony Duffy, thank you for joining me. me. Don't tell (laughs) me my age again, Jerry. (laughs) I promise you, I won't. God bless you, Tony. Happy Christmas. Take care of yourself. You too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. That is a cornucopia of a shop, I have to tell you, folks. It is just... Like the movie, The Chocolate Factory, for me, going in there, it's like that. I'm a child again. And those range of agricultural die-cast toys, they're just unbelievable. From toys to trees on late lunch this afternoon, Grania Blunt from Callstown Christmas Tree Farm is on the line. Hello again, Grania. Hi, Terry. How are you? I'm really good. First question, is it too early to get a fresh tree? Uh, 
Uh, well, it's all about having a fresh fresh tree on Christmas Day, isn't it? And, and it's yes. not too early to get a fresh tree, but it's all about how you find it when it goes into your house. So you want it in a cool location and you definitely want to have a water stand on, on your Christmas tree and, and keep, that, keep your tea, tree topped up at all times. Okay, so I get the tree because I remember this process. Are you as well nicking a little bit off the bottom of it just to open it up again when you get it? Yeah, so um, when you get your Christmas tree, um, a lot of the time it might have been cut a couple of days before. Um, so the best thing to do is do a fresh cut and that makes sure that there's lots of, uh, the, the tree can drink up as much water as possible. There might be a little bit of dirt or there might be, the tree might have sealed up a little bit at the bottom. So that fresh cut at the bottom is important as well to get lots of water up to your tree. So you must give this tree water for the duration. So if I start watering the tree, how often should I give it water? So as soon as you put your tree in the house um, and you put on your water stand, it'll drink up. You'd be surprised a couple of litres of water um, uh, the first couple of days. Um, so you want to keep an eye definitely the first week. It'll just be thirsty after being cut down. So uh, it'll drink up a nice couple of litres of water. And when you see it, should you let it go dry in the container or should you keep topping it up? Keep it topped up. You always want to have it topped up. You never want for your tree, uh, for the water level to go underneath the base of your the trunk of your tree. You always want to have that water in your tree because as soon as your your water drops below the base of the tree, then it starts to, the, the, the glucose in the tree will start to seal up the bottom of the tree again. So you'll need another cut at the bottom to make sure it keeps drinking up the water. So it's really important to keep your your trees always with water filled at the base. Now, you said keep them in a cool area, but with central heating in homes, it's hard to get a cool area and the temperatures are low and probably will be lower come Christmas time. I know if you can put it out in a porch area or a hall area, fine, probably not as hot. But if it's in a main room in a house, you know, where people gather, how long will you... Uh, you know, keep that tree in decent order. Like we're just now heading into the first days of December this week. If you get a tree this week, can you keep it in good nick up to the new year? Well, I definitely recommend if you had a radiator beside your tree that you turn off that radiator. Um, If that's your your key location in your house for your your prized Christmas tree, turn off that radiator at least uh, beside your Christmas tree. Water is the absolute key to keeping it it as fresh as possible. Um, But it goes into a house now. um, It should stay fresh up until Christmas. Okay, New Year's a bit of a push, would it? Yeah, it's you know, Jerry. It's still November. Everyone's very yeah. excited at the at Christmas this year. We've got some very happy, excited families this weekend at the Christmas tree farm. Everyone's really excited. But remember, it's still November, so you have to mind your Christmas tree up until Christmas. So, are you better off, let's say, rule of thumb, waiting till around about the seventh of December that time if you want to get it into the new year? Yeah, from now, I suppose on our Christmas tree farm, we've only cut in the last week. Um, so, you know, we're happy to say that our our Christmas trees will last up until Christmas. But if you're getting a Christmas tree, usually the the, the rule of thumb is the 8th of, of December that you put up your tree. Okay. And that is a good day to have in your mind. And then you should get through into the new year. I take it that you've had people buying trees off you this weekend. People, as you said, the excitement is really building now, isn't it? And it's earlier. 
Yeah, we as soon as Christmas, the toy show happens and Christmas FM and and all the Christmas tunes start to happen on LF, FM, um, everyone starts to get that Christmas feeling and we, they just can't wait to get their tree up. So um, lots of excitement this weekend and lots of families coming in to get their Christmas tree. Um, on the farm we have um, a big Christmas sleigh, so all the kids love hopping up onto the Christmas sleigh and lots and lots of fun. How many trees? This year, will you supply or have you grown? Oh, I hope thousands and thousands, Jerry. but that just depends on how many people <laughs> call to our door. <laughs> we'll, keep, we'll keep going until Christmas Eve. So a lot of other places might sell out. Um, but we, because we cut from the Christmas tree farm here, we'll keep supplying Christmas trees up until Christmas Eve. Now, in a general sense, uh, you grow trees there. Obviously, you have to keep a succession going. How long does it take? from you put in a little sapling till you have a nice sized Christmas tree? How many years? So it can take anywhere between eight and ten years, depending on growth from year to year. So usually you start to get, after three or four years, you start to get a foot uh, of growth every year. Um, but then some years you might have had you know less growth than others. So in, in and around eight to ten years for uh, an eight-foot Christmas tree. So it's a fair long-term investment and you have to keep that going each year to ensure that you have a supply year on year. What type of trees are you growing? You know the way that's changed from the old days with the needles falling all around the house everywhere. I take it you have newer varieties now you're growing. So all of our trees and most trees that are sold in, in Ireland now, they're all non-shed Christmas trees. And the, the two main varieties are are Nordman fir and Noble fir that are grown in Ireland. And all of our trees are Nordman non-shed Christmas trees. Oh, there's joy around the northeast and beyond as people who love their homes hear those words, non-shed. That's what it's all about. You won't have to get the hoover out. Just tell listeners where you are, Grania. Where is Callstown? So Callstown is a very small road. It's it's in between um, Dunboyne, Rathoth and Ashburn. Um, so we're we're located just off the Ferry House Road or um, beside the Evoca Road uh, in Dunboyne. You can get to us uh, either way or from Kilbride in County Mead as well. Callstown, C-A-U-L-S-T-O-W-N, Christmas Tree Farm. They have thousands of trees and they're going like hotcakes, but they'll be there for you right up till Christmas Eve. Yeah, we'll be here until Christmas Eve and we also have a little family of alpacas you can come along and, and say hello to at the farm. Um, and we have Dinky the donkey this year as well. So <laughs> lots and lots of fun at the farm this year. I love it. I'll have to see Dinky the donkey myself or send someone else in your direction. Grania, continued success to you and thanks for that wonderful advice on our trees this year. Okay, thanks, Jerry. Happy Take Christmas. care of yourself. Many happy returns, Grania Blunt there. Now, we're not out of November yet, but we're nearly out of it, folks. We're almost there and into the Christmas, and we'll be uh, drumming up the Christmas music here on LMFM Radio from Wednesday, the 1st of December. Can't wait for it. Did you know that obesity affects more than a million people in Ireland and is one of the major causes of cancer, heart attacks and a reduction in quality of life? And it is the major contributing factor to type 2 diabetes, affecting 200,000 people in this little land of ours. But news recently of a drug that can assist with obesity. And to tell me more, I'm joined by Dr. Babak Destani. He's Research Fellow in Diabetes, I beg your pardon, and Obesity and Endocrinology Registrar at St. Vincent's University Hospital in Dublin. Dr. Destani, welcome to the show. 
Thank you. Thank you for having me. Not at all. My first question is this. Why do we need drugs to treat obesity? I think that's a very good question. As you mentioned, obesity is a global problem at the moment. And in Ireland, we have this issue. And Ireland is the second country on the list of obese or overweight countries in Europe after Malta. Actually, we consider obesity as a chronic disease which requires long-term treatment. Subcortical areas in our middle brain regulate our hunger and fullness. And that's why we consider obesity these days as a neurology disease. Uh, so, so it's very important to bear in mind that it's not your fault. But that's what we always say to our patients. It's not your fault that you're obese or overweight. That's interesting to hear because you're right. That finger is often pointed indeed. You lack willpower. It's quite simple. Eat less, exercise more. But there is something deeper. That's a very important point to make. Exactly. So that that's why even if you have the most restricted type of diets or the best exercise plan, you may lose rapidly some weight, but at some point you regain all those weights. And many people who are suffering from obesity, overweight, experience all of those different types of diets that didn't work at some point for them. You know. Mm. Now, this new drug, uh, it was researched here in Ireland. Tell us something about it. What, what is it? Or, or where has this all come from? Who's developed it? Uh, well, this is a new medication. Uh, we call it Cagrilintide or Cagri. It's very similar to a long-acting satiety or fullness hormone in our body, which is called amylin. And this hormone induces fullness and makes us fuller and less hungry. As a result, we consume less calories and we lose weight. And it happens effortlessly because you don't do anything. It just affects on the parts of the brain that I uh, uh, discussed earlier. Uh, so we did a phase two clinical trial in 10 countries at 57 sites and uh, over six months. And Ireland is one of those countries that we conducted the trial. Uh, and we had different arms for this study with different doses of this medication. And obviously, we had a placebo arm for each of these groups, you know. Mm. At the end, we saw that in people who received the highest dose of the medication, which was 4.5 milligrams weekly, they lost around 11% of their baseline body weight, which equals to almost two stones for most people. Over what period of time? It was over 26 weeks. Okay, so half a year, two stone in half a year. So it would be considered a very safe level of weight loss because as you mentioned a moment ago, there's often these massive weight loss uh, stories and then suddenly it all piles back on again. Exactly, that's the point. So two stone over six months with this drug and it uh, it induces the fullness of a meal. So that again is getting back to this uh, within the brain where, you know, there's those hunger pans emanate from? Yes, so it, it, it mainly affects those parts of your brain. And uh, it's kind of interesting because when you speak with those patients, they say, it's like a magic. I, I, I don't want to eat anything. 
I'm not hungry anymore. I don't have cravings anymore. And then they notice that the portion size uh, reduce dramatically. So that's something very interesting as well. Any side effects to this? Any dangers uh, come along with it? Uh, well, in terms of tolerability and side effects, the medication was generally safe. So we didn't have any serious issues, as we call them, serious adverse events with the medication. Uh, but most of all, the most prevalent uh, adverse events with these types of medications are gastrointestinal ones, mainly nausea, constipation, and diarrhea. And among all of those, uh, nausea is the most prevalent one. But uh, mm. it's, it's uh, good that uh, the, the nature of this nausea is very mild, and usually it's settled after the first few doses of the medication. Now, an extreme measure that I'm sure you're very familiar with and listeners will know about today because people have availed of it is the gastric band where you tie off, you know, the stomach area and the amount of food that can go in there is limited. And that in itself uh, causes weight loss. Is this an alternative to it? Well, at this stage, we can't say it's going to be an alternative to anything, uh, but gastric bandage was very trendy at some point. Nowadays, we prefer to do bypass or a sleeve gastrectomy mm. surgeries, which is way more effective for, for patients. Uh, and we have different types of patients. So sometimes we are talking about morbid obesity. It means mm. uh, BMI more than 40, more than 45, more than 50. For those, for those people, bariatric surgery or weight loss surgery is still the best option. But, you know, for some people, we can do the surgery for several reasons. Sometimes the patient doesn't want to do the surgery. Sometimes mm. they have some certain types of medical condition um, and they're not good candidates for surgery. For, for those people, having some efficient anti-obesity medication would be the best option. And cagrilintide can be one of those. Is it available? When will it be available? What's the story there? Is it approved? No, it's not approved yet. So we just finished the phase two trial and we need to conduct phase three trial as well and then get the regulations from uh, the regulatory uh, headquarters. So it, it may take one or two years to have the medication in the markets. Mm. But it's on the way and it really is looking promising. Just go back to something we spoke about there at the beginning and it's not anybody's fault. And, you know, I mentioned that, you know, willpower to eat less, eat better, exercise more. That still is a message that must be put out there as well, because you work in this area and have for some time that, you know, healthy eating, exercise combined, watching what we're eating is still a very important message. Yeah, it's still very important. So uh, I should say that for most of the patients, when we prescribe an anti-obesity medication, we always have some diet and physical activity counseling with them at each site visit or clinic visit. So it's important to combine all of these good things together. At the end of the day, having a healthy lifestyle is good for your health, for your physical health, for your mental health. So it's important to have mindful diet, and do physical activity and also be aware of these medications at the same time. So that's the best kind of combination.
Yes, yeah, so they're, they're, they're hand in hand. What about the whole area of, you know, sugar in foods and government's responsibility to legislate in this area and food companies' responsibilities as well? Now, I know they've moved and shifted quite a lot, but you know about the tax on the sugary drinks. What are your thoughts around that area? You know, food producers and government control. So we need to raise awareness uh, in in the public that sugar is not good for health. And unfortunately, most of the fast food and sugary drinks they contain high amount of sugar, which is not good for your health, both from weight gain point of view and also uh, more risk of having diabetes, type two diabetes at some point. So we need the government to have more strict rules, regulatory rules regarding those um, uh, sugary food. Uh, the other thing is that the first step to tackle all this problem is considering obesity as a disease. So if we convince the government, HSE, that obesity is a disease, then we need some new regulations in that term. And also we need some um, reimbursement uh, or paying a scheme for those anti-obesity medications, because most of these medications are very expensive. Some of them cost around 270 euros per month. Some of them cost around 140 euros per month, which is quite expensive for a participant or for a patient to buy them. So it's important to consider obesity as a chronic disease, like any other diseases, like diabetes, like cancer. And then we need to support these people. And uh, I would say, for, for two important things, we need the government support. First of all, uh, we need the government to support more clinical trials, more clinical research regarding obesity in Ireland. And second, we need the government to, to consider more budget for having a better paying scheme or reimbursement scheme for the medication. And also, you, you raised a very, very important point. We need some tough rules. Uh, and conditions on high sugar, uh, high sugar content food as well. Mm. Uh, interesting to hear what you have to say. Just before we finished, in relation to CAGRI, uh, it's looking good that it will be approved, as you say, probably about 12 to 24 months away. Is this something that will be used, uh, say, in a patient as required, or would it become something that would become part of their uh, drug regime ongoing? Well, usually it's going to be a long-term medication. So, because if the patient stops taking these medications, they start to regain weight. Mm. So that's why I'm saying we need a full payment scheme or reimbursement scheme because these medications are expensive. So for most of the time, if the medication works well for a patient, we need to continue that for, for a couple of years, you know. Uh, so it's not as needed medication, and also, it's not over-the-counter medication. So we have some specific criteria to prescribe these medications for a patient. And if the patient meets those criteria, we can prescribe these medications for long-term. It's very interesting, and we've come full circle. I understand now why we do need drugs to treat obesity. Thank you so much indeed, doctor, for joining me on the show today. Thank you. Dr. Babak Dehistani there from St. Vincent's University Hospital. It's interesting, isn't it? Cagri is the name of uh, the drug and it's well on the road 
to uh, receiving approval down the road. But uh, there's no need to remind you again that a, a healthy, balanced lifestyle between what we eat, what we drink, how we exercise is the best. It is the best and has been proven for a long time. But there are people, as you heard from the doctor there, that need assistance. And I'm sure there are people listening today uh, that are looking forward to the day when this is available and it will be of help to them. There's a deeper reason in many, many cases too. You're with Late Lunch on LMFM Radio. God, we have a new word in the dictionary, haven't we, after the weekend? Yes, we do indeed. They come up all the time with this COVID thing, Omicron. Omicron, what is it? A new word, a new variation of the COVID virus, the 15th letter in the Greek Greek alphabet. That's what it is. That's what the word is. And that's what the name has been given to the new variation. And lots, lots going on about that. And just reminding you that tomorrow on Late Lunch, he's back with us. Paul Moyner will be with us tomorrow. Timely indeed to talk to him about this new variant and more besides. How to save a life. March 2006. Is it that far back? Yes, it really is. Number three in the United States. Number four in... uh, the UK and 5 million downloads this far it received a big big hit for them back then and still fantastic today you're with late lunch on LMFM radio welcome to the show if you're listening to us on your smart speaker online that's lmfm.ie or on the LMFM app do download the app because when you have the app you can bring us with you wherever you go Louise hello Hey, Jerry. Hello, Louise. Well, I've sorted Santa out for you. Were you listening to me earlier? <laughs> <laughs> I, I was, know. yeah. It's the thought that counts, isn't it? What do you mean it's the thought that counts? Did I, did I, was there something wrong? It is a low, low ball, not a wobble board. Ah, <laughs> oh, so listen. Come here. What's a wobble between friends? Come out of that. I'll so still more or less, them. <laughs> no, Both of them. More, they're more or less the same, aren't they? They are, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> the principle is the same. I'll still I end give up you with a broken ankle. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you could. I give you. I do give you. After I said it, I was thinking to myself, "Jeepers, did I get, do the right thing there? Or did I land up with another bomber from Santa Claus?" But actually, give me good is, exercise over the Christmas yeah, tree. You can you can wobble everything you want on it for sure, yeah. as long as you don't slip off it and do the ankle, because then you'd certainly be in trouble. I think it's actually. Do you know what it is? It's a bit safer. I think you'd be safer on the wobble board because <laughs> I've been checking it out here and there's a bit more room to put your feet on rather than the Saturn thing that you're talking about, the Lolo. Do you know I what I mean? So. I think so. I think the wobble board is what you want. Right. I really do. But anyway, so look, at, wasn't it nice at all? It was to lovely. It yes, wasn't I have it? to say. He's a he gentleman. Really and is. thanks for he's... thinking of me. Not at all. He's he's just the loveliest man ever. And, you know, he's been going through a tough time. We all know this in, in recent times. And he, when you go down there, he greets you with a smile. He's like Santa Claus. He really is. He just reminds you. And he's just fantastic with children of all ages. So, yes, it was great to mm-hmm. chat to him again today on the show. And we know what to do with our Christmas trees now. Real yes. or artificial. And, you know, the funny thing I'm going to tell you. Little Ava, my granddaughter, we were talking about trees the other day and she said to me, gang, gang, when are you putting yours up? And I said, ah, well, I'll wait till, you know, into December, to be honest with you. And I said, sure, it's in the attic anyway, we'll get it down. And we started talking about trees. And you know what she said to me? Is your tree and our tree not a real tree? And I said, no, they're artificial trees. They're in the image of the real tree. Oh, God, she said to me, I never realised that. So I'm going to have to educate Ava this year in the real real tree. tree. Well, she says, do you know what? 
I'd love a real tree this year. Don't tell our mammy that. <laughs> we two trees below you that. You can hoover the spindles. Well, you know, <laughs> now you know. Non-shed, Louise. Louise, non-shed. You heard the story there earlier on from Grania that they, they don't shed now. But I do think she's right about one thing. I've had real trees in the past. I have a lovely artificial now. I have to mm. say a lovely tree I bought from David McCabe. And I really love it every year. And it's so simple to put together. And it does look the part. But... The real one, you get the scent, you know, the smell of, of, of the needles and that. And you must give it the water because if you don't, you'll have a cinder within weeks. You know what I mean? It'll mm. just be a, never a fire a, a hazard in your house. Had you not? Never. Ever? Never. Oh, my Always God. Never. Yeah. Yeah. We've sort of come and gone from them and had them and not had them. When we were growing up, it was always the real McCoy. It really was. I did tell you the story. So I might as well tell it again. A good friend of mine. When there was no money about and trees were hard to come by, he went and borrowed a tree from a certain wood. You know what I mean? Borrowed. And, uh, How do you he arrived, borrow a tree? Well, just let's <laughs> let's use the word borrow. And he arrived home with the tree, right? And when he brought the tree into the house, it was too big for the room, right? It was too tall. Okay. So anyway, he was talking to me and he says, uh, I got the blinking tree and it's too big now. He says, but that's right, I'll cut it. So anyway, I called up to the house to see him a few days later and he cut the tree all right. He did, he cut it and it did fit. He cut the bucket top off it. <laughs> Instead of the other. Instead of the bottom. He cut the top off so the tree. It was a flat top tree. And I said, Ollie, what's the what's the story? I said, What did you do? I I, I said, You're not thinking of taking the bottom off it? And he just put his hands to his head and walked out the door. <laughs> anyway, when you got something for nothing, at least it was a tree, you know what I mean? And it had the and, smell of Christmas and And if he cut the top off, he had a mini tree. Mm. That didn't cross his mind either, to be honest with you. But there you go. Anyway, if you're shortening your tree, go from the bottom. That's the message on late lunch this afternoon. I'd you say an lunch. awful lot of people have their trees up from last weekend of the toy show. Yeah, and I think That's it is. It ones, is a time, yeah. as you heard, yet the, the farms are busy there as well and people get them going. Just keep them watered and look after them. Keep them cool as you can. And hopefully you'll get them to Christmas and beyond. After the break, we love them on late lunch. You love him in late lunchland too. He lives in Sligo. He has ginger hair. He can sing a bit. Stay with us on the show. My next guest is one of our most popular entertainers and a very good friend of ours on late lunch. And I have to be honest with you, I've missed him the last couple of years, but I spotted him recently on Nationwide on RTE and it did me heart good. He hasn't been idle during the lockdown because... He's back with a brand new album called All These Years. And he has huge plans for touring in the immediate future and into next year and beyond. I am delighted to say hello from a distance. That's the song title as well to my good friend, Tommy Fleming. Hello, Tommy. Have we got Mr. Tommy Fleming? You have. How are you? Ah, Tommy, you're <laughs> there. These, do you know what? The sooner you can get back into us, the better. I know. Tell me about it. But do you know what? It's been... It's been a horrible time, don't get me wrong. It's been horrible for everybody. And we just have to try and keep the good side out, don't we? We have to, you have to kind of keep positive no matter how bad it gets and just keep going. As far as that saying, say, when you're, go- when you're going through hell, put your foot on the accelerator and keep going. <laughs> <laughs> I love it, I love it. Listen, I was just mentioning in the intro, I don't know whether you heard me. I saw you I on did. Nationwide and RTE recently and I really enjoyed seeing where you came from, where you live over there and the beauty of it. But listen, Tommy, congratulations on all these years. What an album, a three-part anthology album, old and new, celebrating 30 years. It's wonderful. I love it myself, and I know that sounds really narcissistic to say, but I'll tell you what I love about it is the fact that I got here. I got 30 years behind me 
it's been there's been a few of them rough don't get me wrong but that's life you can't go through not everything is all roses in the garden as to say and and you know what it's without the without the downs you wouldn't have the ups so at the end of the day it's been 30 great years that's how i look at it um and i've you know i've i've been very lucky in my career i've been very very lucky and the last 18 months yes has been has not been great for anybody um but I'm I'm one of the lucky ones because I have I have decent years behind me in what I've done. There's a lot mm. of artists out there that just started only in the last couple of years, and they're knocked back down the ladder so far that it's nearly impossible for them to get back up. You know, so yes. Yeah. You know, there's there's a lot of you know there's a lot of people saying, oh, what can we do to help and all that sort of thing. And yeah, I know Garth Brooks is coming into Ireland and cleaning up all the money and all of that sort of stuff. But support local artists if you can at all. Even mm. if it's just down at the local pub, just support them. Um, that's the that's the one thing I would always say. Try and do. And you know, I've, I've seen you recently. Uh, you know, in interviews in newspapers, talking about this, how difficult it's been. And you do accept, as you said there to me, I've been lucky. I have a lot behind me. I have a lot to look forward to, but not for everybody. You know, I suppose, Tommy, even today, the uncertainty around this new variant as well. And here you have a big tour on the way. You have all those dates next year. You're planning to go abroad again because you had to cancel. I know you were to go to the US, you were to go to Australia, all yeah. over the world. And that had to, you know, hit the rocks at the time. How are you feeling today about this? I'm OK about it. I mean, as, as my father used to always say, it is what it is. And I've always said, if I ever released an autobiography, that's what I would call it. It is what it is. But mm. do you know what? It'll get there. It will. We will get there. I can. I, of that, I've no doubt. Um, and it's just there is new variants coming out, and what really frustrates me is the mixed messaging. That you know, mm. on one hand they're saying the theatres are open and pantos keep are on and everything else, and then they turn around saying don't go. So it's almost like they, they, they'll keep you. They'll, you'll, they'll keep you in your job, but they're not going to pay you. <laughs> you know? Yes, I know what you're saying. I know, you know what you're how, saying. How, how yeah. is anybody? How is anybody supposed to make a living if nobody turns up to the theatre or nobody turns up mm. to a show if they're told not to turn up? You know, so make yeah. a decision. Make a decision that 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 everybody knows where they stand. That's the that's you know, grow up here and just say it as it is. Yeah, yeah. The decisive, clear messaging, leadership is all we're looking for here. And, you know, the Irish people have shown, as you know, Tommy, we've done, the vast majority have done so well and we've done everything that's been asked of us. And that's all we want. I suppose as well, Tommy, when you see, you know, recently uh, 50,000 each in the Aviva for soccer and rugby, sure there was nearly 40,000 in it yesterday for the cup final, bats and bows and things like that. It, it grates a little, does it, with the entertainment and music industry? It's great to see that. No, don't get me wrong. It's fantastic yeah. to see that. But the problem we have at the moment is, and it is a pandemic of the unvaccinated, whereas we have done what we're asked to do. We have our vaccine got. We have done all of that. I actually got my booster this morning. Um, mm. And, you know, then all of a sudden we're getting penalised because the, the there's people that just don't believe in the vaccine or that don't want to get the vaccine. And yet we're still back to where we almost were. 18 months ago, you know, and mm. it's like it's like almost like five steps forward and 10 back. Yeah. And, you know, I understand people have misgivings. That's life, you know, and people have different oh, viewpoints as well. But I say again, as I've always said, 
the scientific evidence, the recommendation from the medics say, you know what I mean, this is the way to go. This is our best defence. But you're right. If there are little chinks in the armour, it allows this little thing, this little virusy thing in and among us again, and it causes a lot of difficulties. Look, you're, you're, you're on the road at the moment, I see, because you're due up our neck of the woods. Shortly, aren't you? You're heading for a tote in December. I'm heading for Rathoth in the 11th of December. I'm looking forward to it. Hopefully we'll be able to get there, and I know we will. Um, yeah. We just did two shows there last weekend in Cavan, uh, which was fantastic, in the town hall in Cavan. We had a great crowd in it, and we had a sold-out crowd in Mullingar Art Centre. And then we're going to go with Cathedral on Saturday, this Saturday, and that's full as well. So it's great to see that, and I just please God that it continues and that... We're not locked down as musicians. I mean, that we're not shut down, not locked down, but we're not shut down. Again, I've been told not that we can't do our job. And we just have to cross our fingers and cross everything that we have and hope to God that we're not and that we can have some normalcy and normality return to our life. Yeah, and just one other thing before I leave it. When I heard that... uh a suggestion in the year. I'd, I just, I even hate mentioning it that musicians should retrain. You know what I'm talking about? Uh, oh God! Politically. No, no, don't even go that, there. <laughs> <laughs> no, Tommy, Tommy, Tommy. The face will be matching. I'll head in a minute if I keep you on that on that, on that train of thought. We'll part that one and leave it be for the time being. Overall, how are you doing? How is it going? You know, I, I, as I said, I watched you on the television. There, you seemed quite content with life yourself and Tina and the family over there. It's been the same for us all. We've had to just, you know, content ourselves, haven't, haven't we, with the world we just had to find other ways around things and i i embraced social media very much so over the last two years i learned i retrained without having been told to be retrained i retrained (laughs) in things like um you know the technical side of things like editing and uh, movie making and all that sort of stuff so i spent a lot of time on that um i i kept myself occupied i kept myself really really well occupied um and then when I when we came we came to recording the album, we just had to we did it remotely. So I had all the gear in the house here, and we would spend like days rehearsing over Zoom and doing things like that. So it was it, it was done in an unusual way, but we got us we got there with it, um, and yeah, we we kind of come out the other end, and there's an album on the other side of it for me, and all of that sort of stuff. But it's still. I suppose, you know, will it ever return? I'm, I'm convinced as well. Mm. I'm convinced will, as Tommy. well. It will, Tommy. I have to say, there are many speed bumps on this road. There are, and we knew that, and we should have been prepared for that. But we've got to keep positive. You know when I go into the diner in the States and they ask me, what way do you want your eggs done, sir? Sunny side <laughs> up. Sunny side <laughs> up. Always, Tommy. That is true, actually. That's very true. Sunny side has to be always on the outside. It has to. It really has to. Anyway, the album is out there at the moment. The venue I see is the 11th of December. Then you're in the TLT in Drogheda on January 28th, Carrickdale the 12th of February, Hillgrove the 13th, and then you're heading for Spain in May time of the year. Tickets available on the website or from the venues, Tommy? Where are they? Can be picked up They're available at all the venues, all the box offices. They're available online with uh, TommyFleming.com and Ticketmaster, I guess. That's the, the usual outlets. Um, and you know they keep the album going we we discovered today we've gone into the top 20 which is fantastic for us um, right. considering what we're up against with Abba and Adele and Ed Sheeran yes. and, bi- and all the big ones um, so we're kind of we're, we're chasing on their coattails thank God um, and it's doing well um, and do you know what it's kind of at the end of the day you kind of just have to let 
let go. And as my mum used to say, let go and let God and basically let it go into somebody else's hands. And what, what, what will be will be and you just have to accept it. Fine, fine words, Tommy. Listen, thank you for joining me on the show again today. All These Years is the name of the new album out now. And those venues again, the Venue Theatre in Rathoth, the 11th of December, TLT, Drogheda, January 28th, Carrickdale, February 12th, and Hillgrove in Monaghan, February the 13th. Tickets are a lovely Christmas present. That's all I'll say. <laughs> Mr. Tommy Fleming, it's lovely to catch up with you. Good wishes to Tina and everybody in Sligo. Absolutely. Listen, thanks so much, Jerry, as always. And, um, Not at all. It won't be long before I'm in a, sitting across from you having the crack. Ah, God, God bless you. Thanks, Tommy. Take care of yourself. Care. Bye-bye. Bless. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. The lovely Tommy Fleming there. And we have a Tommy song. We do indeed lined up for you. Do you want to hear it? Well, you want to hear it? You better stay with us on Late Lunch. All hard times come again no more. There's a song Tommy Fleming and Hard Times. And I play that today specifically for everybody listening and everybody out there in Ireland and all over the world. These are hard times. And they are with us and they're a fact of life at this point in time and will be for a while. But, you know, there have been many hard times, as Tommy said, in our history here in Ireland and all over the world. And yet we've come through and we will come through. We will for sure come through. Always keep that Focus in your mind, no matter how tough times are. You're with Late Lunch on LMFM Radio. Louise, you heard Tommy there talking about his new album and he's brought together lots of his great hits over the years and new stuff as well in an album. Well, Louise, do you know where I was on Saturday? I was down in self-same Scotch Hall that we've been mentioning about Spin the Wheel. I can't enter. You can't enter either. We can't no. enter because we're associated. But anyway, even if you've loads of disguises, and I did, I did spend, and I, I couldn't. But imagine me putting in the draw drum and then me spinning the wheel. Can you imagine the the Ferrari that would happen if, if that if that were the case? But anyway, I was in there and I was passing Golden Disc. Great to see Golden Disc shops open. You know what mm. I mean, Louise? Yeah. Record shops open again. Absolutely. Uh, and I just looked. Adele's new album is called Thirty, mm-hmm. but you won't you won't buy it for thirty. Will you not? 30 euro? No, not at all. No, no, you won't buy it for 30 euro. 33 euro. <gasps> for now? 33 euro for Adele's album on vinyl. And That's is a lot that of just money. Adele or is that the price of albums? Well, they, they were the high. Top 10 yeah, yeah the, now she's probably, you know, tops at 33, but they were certainly in the 20s and mid 20s, high 20s that way. It's a lot of money for a vinyl, isn't it? When you were playing your records and bringing them in here. Yes. The prices were still on some of them. They were one ninety nine. Oh my god, one ninety nine. Big difference. One ninety nine. Yeah, one ninety nine pounds. Oh, there's still a big there. difference, even if you bring that oh, it's into massive. The oh yeah, it's euro. Massive. And you see, it's a niche market now. People are coming back to vinyl, and I have my own record players, you know, and I have albums that I purchased for as well. And there's a lovely, sweet sound out of them. There's mm. no doubt about it. But it's lucrative. It has to be lucrative, you know what I mean? Yeah, but it's a pity because that's just outpriced all the teenagers that you could be encouraging mm. to get mm. into that yeah. final 
True. You know, and all True. that nice music that you kind of generate yeah, from that era and vinyl. So they, that's way that's a price for them. Yeah, it's a good point. You make a very good point. It's a lot of money for young people to buy a vinyl album. It certainly is. But uh, that's just caught my attention. I was thinking about it there as I was finishing up with Tommy to say it. I can like to say it to him. Maybe he's on vinyl and that as well himself. I'm sure he is. But uh, anyway, that's what it costs. And that is, you know, how would young people, when you're gathering together a few pounds and it's expensive and you're having a lot of disposable income, it probably, it does. It puts it out of your range, doesn't it? It's gone. Yeah. It's beyond you. And is, no it, are they, is everything back on vinyl now? Like, will you get, like, now 703? No. 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 It's just Not certain, everything. certain artists. Certain, yeah, certain okay. artists and certain re-releases, I'd say, that's on the vinyl as well. Uh, Strictly Come Dancing, uh, entering the final phase into the quarterfinals next week, just three weeks to go. I'm delighted that Dan Walker, you know Dan, BBC Sport, big, tall Dan, six yeah. foot something. He's through. He's into the quarterfinals. I'd say he's go. just over the moon, to be honest with you. Uh, you know that he's there, and with the light that he's there. But anyway, what's his, his partner must be tall. Is she oh, tall? she's six. She's six odd as well. Yeah, okay. Nadia Bichkova. But I think uh, Rose Ailing Ellis and Giovanni Penris. I think they Pernice will win it. I think they're the ones that are going to win it anyway. Let's see. Anyway, quarterfinals coming up next week. Can strictly come dancing. On to my artist of the week this week on late lunch. And God, I just have to cover this lad off, wouldn't I? Before the end of the year. You'll realise why. Harry Roger Webb was born on October 14th, 1940 in India. His parents worked there and Harry lived with his three sisters there, Joan, Jackie and Donna, until 1948 when following Indian independence, the family moved back to England. Harry became interested in skiffle music in his teens and his dad bought him his first guitar when he was 16. He first sang with a harmony group called the Quintones, also performing with the Dick Teague Skiffle Group before becoming lead singer with the British Drifters, not the US Drifters, the British Drifters. In 1958, his mentor, Harry Greterex, proposed a name change. He didn't feel the name Harry Webb was going anywhere. So they started to knock their heads together with a few others and they first came up with Cliff. And the reason for that was, you know, Cliff Face, it's built substantially of rock, rock and roll. You know where I'm coming from? So they opted for Cliff. Where would they go for the second name? Well, Harry himself said, my idol is Little Richard. What about Richard? And so was born Cliff Richard. And in 1958, his career really took off with the song Move It, which incidentally was to be the B-side of a single that featured Schoolboy Crush on the A-side. But it flipped and thank God it did because that gave Richard his first big chart hit way back then. Living Doll would be his first number one in 1959 with the Drifters, who became the Shadows for his next UK number one, which is called Travelling Light. Great song that same year. Please Don't Tease and I Love You top the charts in 60 for Cliff. But to begin the week of Cliff Richard, oh, I'm really looking forward to it. I'm dipping into 1962 and this one. It's simply brilliant. Brilliant, brilliant. The young ones Darling, with the young ones
Mr. Cliff Richard, my artist of the week on Late Lunch this week. I'm delighted to say I saw him in concert three times over my lifetime and he was simply outstanding and he's a wonderful, wonderful man. And I'll continue Cliff's story in words and song right about this time tomorrow afternoon on Late Lunch. Were you watching the toy show? Oh, the majority in the country were great, great vibes this year from the show. Best ever, people are saying. Wonderful night. Well, you know, we had stars from the northeast there as well. Liam Nelson and Orla McDermott were part and parcel of the extravaganza on RTE on Friday, and they're joining me next. I'd say they're not walking in the air. They're walking on air since Friday night. Yes, the toy show on the northeast was well represented. We're going to have a chat in a moment with Orla McDermott, but first on the line is little Liam Nelson. Hello, Liam. Hello. How was school today? Well, it was good. <laughs> Were you? Did you feel like a superstar? Well, I mean, yeah, I did feel. Well, no one treated me like a superstar. It just treated me like an everyday school. I felt like I deserved a lot more. <laughs> <laughs> good on you, Liam. You do deserve a lot more because you were absolutely fantastic on Friday night. Tell me about uh, rapping and when you started to rap or why you're a rapper. Why I started rapping was because I had nothing else to do. It was something productive that I could do with my life. So I decided to take a try. And I had already listened to a lot of rap music by then. So I knew what people would expect from raps. And I was, and I just started, and I just wrote one night on a Saturday night, then continued on um, Sunday morning. And then that formed my first rap. And after performing that to my parents and people at my cousin's communion, I felt like an actual rapper. I mean, from there, I just started riding every night. And then eventually that got me onto the toy show. Good man yourself. So it's something you came to by accident and you certainly have a flair for it. Where did you get this name, Little Sips? So one day I was sitting in the kitchen, had hiccups. My mom said, Little Sips, Little Sips, the water. And yeah, I was like, why don't I call myself Little Sips? Why not? <laughs> I love the way that came about. And of course, you were reviewing, uh, you know, a rapper journal uh, for Ryan on Friday night. You had to, that was part of your job. And then you performed Lose Yourself by Eminem. Did you do much practicing? Yes, I did a lot of practicing, but I didn't really have to practice when I said I was going to do Lose Yourself because I'd already, because I already knew the song off by heart. It was like the first proper rap song that I'd ever listened to. And I loved the song. So it was, I'd already knew all the lyrics by the time I, or everything I had to do for the song by then. So it was easy sailing. Good man yourself. Tell us where you go to school and what class you're in. I go to school at School Nebuisha in Tignor, and then again I'm in fourth class. Good man yourself. And you have lots of confidence. Good on you, because confidence is a very important thing to have in life. So do you see this now as something you're really going to pursue relentlessly going forward? Yeah, I don't think I'm going to be a professional rapper, or at least the odds are very low. But if I do manage to get a career in rapping, I think I'll put in all my work. And if I don't become a rapper, I'll definitely want to be a, like a writer or a producer of some sort. Good stuff. God almighty, you have it well sussed in your mind. Stay there, Liam, for a minute, because I want to talk to somebody else who was up there on Friday night. Hello, Orla McDermott. Hello. 
nice to chat to you today. What about you and Ballamacenny College where you go? You're in third year. Were you fussed over today? Liam didn't think there was that much fuss made of him. What about you? Yeah, it was very good. My English class is listening to me right now. So hello, if you're there listening. <laughs> Hello, English class in Ballamacenny from us two here in LMFM Radio. Now, you are an example of this. If at first you don't succeed, try, try again. Explain that. Yeah, I think just kind of tried everything. And I obviously you don't succeed in everything, but you still give it a go. And I tried like junior Eurovision and I didn't win that. But then again, you don't have to win everything. It's like, taking part and like enjoying the experience but then the toy show was like probably the biggest thing I've done yet it was huge to get it you know yeah have you tried in the past you have I've tried for six years and I've <laughs> never got a call back or anything and then I got a call back for an audition and I was buzzing because I actually had a chance and then when I got the call to say I was on it was crazy Ah, listen, this is a remarkable story. Six times. Are you listening, folks? That's why I say if at first you don't succeed, you got to keep going. You never, ever give up. And of course, you sang the Elton John song. Can you feel the love tonight from the Lion King? Yeah, I love the song. Like, because I didn't know. Obviously, you don't really know what song you're going to be given. And then I was so happy when I got that one because I love the song, you know. Oh, it's absolutely beautiful. And may I say, you have the sweetest voice. Oh, thanks so much. Oh, you sang it beautifully, Orla. You you really, really did. And and this really, you were at last chance, Loon, weren't you? Because if you didn't get in this year, age-wise, you're 14, you wouldn't be eligible next year. Yeah, like, I've just been trying and trying, and I was so happy to have got it this year because I wouldn't have been able to do it again. And I'm kind of sad that I won't because I missed the experience already. It was crazy. It was just magical. And, you know, it's kind of one-time thing. Yeah. Oh, it's a one-off time in your life is right. What about singing for you? I did ask Liam, where where do you see this in your in in your life dreams? Um, I've always kind of wanted to be a singer since I was young and I know like I'm only 14, I don't really know what I'm going to do, but I'm thinking I'm just going to start trying to get gigs and maybe busking because it's definitely something that I do want to do when I'm older. Yes, of course you do. And you have the talent for it. You stay there for a moment too. Just back to you, Liam, for a second. What was the buzz like being up there, Liam, with all the other children and going through the rehearsals? What Describe that to me. How, how did that come across to you? So the rehearsals was pretty simple. I went around two people and I was very happy when I actually got into Toy Show because the girl at the front tour with Christina, I saw her at the audition and we become great friends there. So I was glad that she was honest. But then when I was at the audition, it was very calm. They made me feel very at home. I did my rap. And a few weeks later, I got the message I was going to be on the toy show. And when I was actually at the toy show, it, it was the energy was like the opposite of the audition. It was so busy. Everything was so mm. busy. And I was hanging out in the green room watching the videos of the of the toy show and with two other girls, Christina and Kate. And they're all very nice, but it was it was very, I was feeling like the sense of giddiness inside me that I was like, I'm going to be on live national television, you know. 
Yeah, it is something else to in front of the cameras for the first time and a new experience for you. But God almighty, isn't it something that you'll always carry with you and say and look back on and say, wasn't that something else? Wasn't that a very, very special yeah. time? Uh, it really was. It really was. So, Orla, they're all listening in there. Do you want to say, uh, well, we've started, Liam. Liam, do you want to say hello to your friends before you go, quickly? Well, my, well, my um, grandparents are probably looking at this. So, hello, grandpop. Ah, good man yourself to your grandparents. You want to say hello. And for you, back to you, Orla, final word. Yeah, thanks for listening and, yeah. Yeah, hello to everybody out there, all your friends and all classmates as well. Anyway, both of you, I want to say, Liam and Orla, you did us proud. You were wonderful. You're great young people. And keep doing what you're doing and developing that undoubted talent that you both have. And I thank you both for joining me on the show today. Thanks to Liam Nelson and Orla McDermott. Bye to both of you. Bye. Thank you. Bye, take care of yourselves. Aren't they fantastic? And they were just brilliant. And it just shows you the talent is there. And their stories are so different in, in many ways, but just brilliant to listen to them and good luck to them in the future. Anyway, that's almost a lot on Late Lunch today. Let me tell you what's coming up tomorrow. Yes, Professor Paul Moyner, we want to talk to him on the show tomorrow, immunologist and about the current COVID situation. We're talking antiques with George Williams and Brendan Lawler. Yes, the young man from the Northeast again is making waves in the world of international golf. Eddie Caffrey's coming next with The Drive. Thank you for your company today. Stay here with us on LMFM Radio for great music and more besides. We'll be back with your Tuesday Late Lunch from 1.30. See you then. The Late Lunch with Blackstone Motors, Jordan and Dogan Cavan. Order your new Dacia Duster or the all-new Dacia Sandero and Stepway. Guaranteed delivery and low-rate APR finance. Visit blackstonemotors.ie. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Plushcare.com slash weight loss. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. 
Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.